100.3 WRMB, Philly's R&B station for 50 minutes of nonstop music. Elated to have my new favorite director, screenwriter, um, renaissance man, I would describe you, director Barry Jenkins. Welcome to 100.3. Thank you for having me. If Beale Street could talk. Mm. For a person who has not read Baldwin, did not read the book, tell us the story that you adapted to your current film. Yeah, If Bill Street Could Talk is a, a love story between uh, two soulmates, uh, Tish and Fani, who are these young lovers growing up in Harlem in the, in the, the early 1970s. Um, they uh, profess their love for one another, uh, decide they want to get married, and then realize that they are going to have a child. And just as their families are trying to come together over uh, this new life, um, Fani unfortunately um, crosses paths with the law and finds himself falsely accused of a crime he did not commit. What were some of the challenges that you faced, Barry, doing this, adapting this incredible book into a film? Yeah, the biggest challenge was, you know, as somebody who um, just basically adores the work of James Baldwin, you know, how do you adapt your heroes? Um, and also to the way Mr. Baldwin wrote was so much about the interior lives, the interior uh, humanity um, of our people that translating that to the screen, you know, it's um, it's a very complex process. And so it was uh, a challenge, but a very rewarding challenge because I think it, it took my art to a different place. And really, I was just trying to capture the essence of what it feels like to read James Baldwin and put that into a film. What I found mind-boggling is that you actually were in Europe and you were doing Moonlight and If Beale Street at the same time. How does that work? How does your brain work to be able to, to develop these very complex characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, part of it was I was just uh, very hungry at the time. You know, I just wanted to write um, everything um, uh, all at once, to be honest. And, uh, and I think the, the two films, the two stories are similar in a certain way. I think they're both about nature versus nurture. And I think they're both about these mothers, these black mothers trying to raise their children. And so I like to think that if you took the mom from Beale Street, played by Regina King, and made her the mom in Moonlight, and if you took Naomi Harris's character in Moonlight and made her the mom in Beale Street, how would that affect the lives of those children at the center of those stories? And so for me, they kind of not necessarily went hand in hand, but they spoke to each other in a certain way. Mm, beautiful. So as you're writing, are you casting? Uh, no, you know, as I'm writing, I'm not casting. You know, I think, you know, when you read a novel, if there's not a photo on the front of the novel, you start to build an image of the characters in your head. And I think when I'm writing a script, the same thing is happening. As I'm going through the process of writing the screenplay, I'm building the character in my head. And then any actor can walk in the door and confirm or deny this is the character. And so it makes the process very open. And it's how in this film we ended up with um, this young woman named Kiki Lane, who's never been in a film before her first screen role and she's the lead you know in this adaptation how did you find her and when you saw her how did you know that she was yeah so so she found us Ish. to be honest you know she was uh, kiki was helping a friend of hers audition for the part and when that happens the person auditioning is on camera the friend is behind camera reading the lines off screen and uh, kiki was helping her homeboy audition and she said oh wait why am i not auditioning for this part myself and so she tracked down a rep because she didn't have a rep at the time. She got a manager and got them to send me a tape. And the main character in the film is both a girl and a woman at the same time. The movie's told in different time periods. It's non-linear. So in some scenes you see her, she's experiencing everything for the first time. You know, her first romance, her first love. Uh, but then at other times, because of the experiences she's going through, she's speaking through the voice of a woman who's evolved because of all these things she's seen. And when I saw Kiki's tape, I could just tell she had that duality in, 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 her, in her voice. Let's talk about Regina King, because I found her character most compelling and identified with her mm -hmm. the most. When did you make the decision that you wanted Regina? Yeah, so we cast uh, the, the two leads first, Tish and Fani, and then we tried to build families around them. So once we had Kiki, 
um, it was clear that I wanted someone who was a generation uh, beyond her, but who also had this, this almost like this youthfulness in her that she could also be a sister um, to her daughter as well. And, you know, Regina King um, has played so many amazing roles, so many different women over the course of her career. And what she does so well is she's like a, an empath. She takes a little bit of this character with her. And so I think when you watch Regina in the film, what you're seeing is you're seeing your aunt, you're seeing your cousin, you're seeing your mom, you're seeing your grandma, you're seeing all these many different black women that Regina's played over the years, all of them coalescing into the spirit, this essence um, of this character Sharon in our film. She was amazing to work with. Absolutely. And I know you were not surprised when she received a Golden Globe nom. No, no, I'm not surprised at all. I think, um, you know, uh, for someone like Regina, who's just so incredibly gifted and skilled, you know, I think her time has come. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to flash back for you a moment. I know we're talking about Beale Street, but I, I would be remiss if I did not ask about February 26, uh, 2017. What, what happened on February um, 26, Two minutes and 23 seconds. What happened in those two minutes? Yeah, the Oscars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty announced La La Land as mm -hmm. the winner of Best Picture. Uh, you've had an opportunity now. You're a year out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, to reflect. I'll, I'll say this: when they announced La La Land as the be as the best picture, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I didn't feel bad because mm -hmm. I had made a very, I want to say, had a very honest conversation with myself about what the movie was and what the award season was, and to not let the one thing affect my perception of the other. So, I was cool. The only thing that was that was trippy was then the two minutes and twenty three seconds later when it switched um, because you don't there's nothing written on an Oscar you know it's just like a blank thing until an hour later when they actually engrave it mm. and so I was like well did we really win you know is it really ours is it a mistake of a mistake you know? and, um, and, and that was the only part of it that was a bit unnerving you know because all this stuff from from my past growing up where I did you know Miami Miami just 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 so many things just came back and I was like I don't know if I can trust this you know um, but I go home and it's there. And so, yeah, I think I should trust it. Barry Jenkins, thank you so much for you. joining us in the city of brotherly love and what? And sisterly affection. Thank you. That's it. right. You got <laughs> it. If Beale Street Could Talk opens wide in theaters across America Christmas Day, do not miss this film. We are 100.3 WRMB.